sure, I'll take one of those. Yeah, that's good. Matthew, welcome to the Ride Boundless Podcast. Hey. Thank you for being here. My pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. How you doing today? Doing well. Sorry, guys, about the ice. We're having some chivas. No traffic. Can't complain. Nice. You know, my uh, sister used to have a studio right down the street here, right on uh, Ventura. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, what, what, like what kind of studio? Uh, she builds uh, synthesizers. Uh, she specializes in analog synthesizers and stuff so uh she had a shop right down the street here uh, but now now she's somewhere in uh burbank uh yeah. better prices or just more clientele uh she's I still doing the same thing uh still doing the same thing different company um kind of more recognition for the work that she does um which is really good for her because she was at the other place for a long time and just kind of honing her craft fucking a man yeah um no traffic, nice and easy. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for reaching out. Eric, thank you for uh, doing this introduction. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Mr. Summers with his motorcycle cookbook. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I love leather. Most mm -hmm. people in this industry love leather. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just the mid this middle one. Or I don't know if there's a height adjustment. I think, uh, I think this might be as low as it goes, but, you know. Yeah, I, I just swapped it out. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Just I think if you angle it down, you'll be fine. I think it'll help with my posture a little bit, if anything. Yeah. yeah. Or you can adjust the seat the way you want. Yeah, um, yeah everybody in this industry loves leather. Leather's yeah. fucking amazing. I was just telling you about uh, Lost Worlds. I, yeah. I, I think they should still be around, but he's just so old school that I don't think he's making as many right, jackets right. and gear as he used to. Right. But, uh, but... How do you introduce yourself? What do you do? Um, well, my name is Matthew Clendenin. Um, I go by Matthew Keaton on Instagram because it rolls off the tongue a little bit better. That's just my middle name. Um, but I am the owner and creator behind uh, Blackbird Quality Junk is my uh, business. And I just kind of make hand-stitch quality heirloom goods um, for, you know, everyday, everyday travel and stuff. Um, this is one of my backpacks here. I uh, just made this last year. Um, I just kind of carry around all my bar tools and random accoutrements and stuff like that. And yeah. How, how, how did you get into the? And I, I want you to describe like the buckles and the clips that you're using, the D-rings, et cetera, and the kind of stitching you do. But how did you get into this? Like, how did you, what, what motivated you? You kind of brought up that you had some inspiration from, you know, an unfortunate loss. Right. But... Then where did you take the classes, or did you really have experience? Um, no, I had. I got into this with uh, no experience. Um, this is kind of a interesting story. I <clears throat> I was in the oil fields in North Dakota, and my uh, girlfriend at the time, her uh, twin brothers, got me like a, a Christmas gift, and it was a just a little leather sewing kit for a flask. Oh, and, hilarious! And then so like on my downtime, I would just hand stitch and and so this little flask holder i mean obviously looked terrible it was my first little first little product that i ever made and uh but i really kind of got into it it was a great great little hobby to start off with and um i needed some uh little leather i wanted some leather twine to put my saddlebags onto my motorcycle and i had these like crappy little saddlebags that i got for like 20 bucks um but like it wouldn't stay on my bike it was what twenty dollars yeah. saddlebags? Twenty dollars saddlebags went stay on my bike. Yeah, so I I wanted a little bit of Amazon. A, uh, no, I found them at like some random. Uh, this was in Colorado at the time. Um, I just found them on like Etsy or whatever. I went to go pick them up, and then 
like, oh yeah, these are kind of, these are 20 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, but I just needed them to hold on my bike to fit a couple tools and stuff like that. And, uh, I had just gotten into riding and, uh, so long story short, I went to a fabric store to pick up some leather stuff or some leather twine and they were like, Oh, we don't have any of that. We just do sewing, sewing things. So I, they pointed me to the direction of this like leather distributor and it ended up being this huge warehouse full of like wholesale leather stuff that ends up being the distributor for Red Wings uh, shoes. Um, all the leather that they get comes from um, this warehouse in, uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado, which is all collected from all these uh, local, local farmlands. And so I uh, ended up getting a whole hide of leather for like 40 bucks. So they ended up being like the nicest people. They're like, oh, you wanted to get into leather work? Like here's a box of like scraps and uh, here's a whole, whole side of a cow for like $40. And I was like, oh, well, like I don't know what to do with this at all. So I started um, just like piecing things together. I think the first thing I made was like a little passport holder and uh, then I started just like hand stitching stuff and measuring things out and figuring out what to do, what tools to get. And then people started, people around town started asking me for stuff and just like started with friends and family and then kind of just grew into what it is now. That, that, that's amazing. Bro. Yeah. Congratulations. On yeah. That. Thanks man. Yeah. It, it, it's all, uh, I mean, once you kind of learn things, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that if you have like the right tools, yeah, you can totally just oh man pick yeah. it up right. The right tools just expedite the process and saves so much headache. But it is an investment, and I think Every, everything everything is. is yeah. You got to work. Yeah. You got to work at it. Yeah, and then so I was just kind of was like slowly building my uh, accoutrements up and all my tools and everything, and then eventually I reached like a plateau where I was like, I should probably go and learn some more about this craft and hone in my skills a little bit. And, uh, so I ended up, uh, find my mom actually found this guy in Virginia who is like the best at tooling leather in the world and, uh, ended up emailing him. And then he was like, yeah, come on out and I'll teach you some stuff and you can apprentice under me for a while and it, it'll be cool. And then, so I went out there and I stayed with him for a while and, lived on this guy lived out in like the boondocks in like the middle of nowhere in Virginia. Like his nearest neighbor was like 10 miles away. Wow. And, uh, so I just like camped on his land for, um, a while. And then he just like taught me some things that he knows. I mean, I could never scratch a, like he's been doing this for 50 years. Like could never scratch a surface of, you did, know. did he have kids? No, no, no kids, no family. So he wanted, and it was, it was funny. Cause like I, I look at him and it's like, it looks like my future self, like, glasses but just like white hair like all covered in tattoos and everything and I was like oh my gosh this is like me in like 30 years like this is pretty cool I could I could do this I could live out in the middle of nowhere and just kind of hammer little little things out and uh yeah so me and him like got along great ended up one being one of my like really close friends um and then uh he just like taught me a bunch of cool stuff and so then uh that was 2018 that I went out and apprenticed with him. And then 2019, uh, I got an opportunity to go to Japan and I took all of my leather stuff out there to kind of just like keep working on things and keep doing stuff and keep hand stitching everything. And they got amazing leather. Oh my too. gosh. Yeah. They, and they appreciate like super fine quality stuff. And it was a real, it was a real honor to be able to like 
sell stuff while I was out there because they have just a, a plethora of great things that you can find out there, just like backpacks and belts and wallets and yeah, coin my, purses. My and everything. buddy, uh, I don't know if you know the name Dean Del Rey. He used to, he was in a band for many years, traveled, but he's old school. And now he does stand-up comedy, but he's, nice. he's, he does crazy. He does a lot of shows with like Bill Burr and stuff like that. Anyways, oh, cool. um, he buys so much fucking cool leather shit. And then like keychains, like my, I have a keychain that I bought from him. Bill Wall. This guy? Bill. Oh, wait, no, right, no this is another fucking yeah. cool thing. This is a, this is a cricket knife. You hang around your neck. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Uh, little, little butcher, little cleaver. Little, little cleaver. Yeah, a little tiny cleaver. Open box and <laughs> yeah. shit, you know. But uh, but anyways, he always buys like cool leather jackets, cool leather this, cool keychains. Yeah. But then he always flips them, you know. And then one day he's like, dude, I have this jacket I picked up from Japan. It's a Japanese brand. Yeah. And it was like, I think he wanted like 580, which yeah. was nothing. But it was like, it was a little smaller than this, but it was such a cool size. I just didn't have the cash on me at the right. time and I didn't get it. And it Bro, it's been like six years. I think about that fucking yeah, dude. And it was yeah. like shiny. It was like clean, shiny yeah, yeah, yeah. leather. Yeah, you know some of those some of those leather things. Like, because I've I've seen stuff like that a lot, and uh, I'm always like very uh, regretful at the at the time where you're like, dang, if I could have had that thing, like that would that would really set this tone like perfectly. So that's why that's why I kind of get, get inspired to like make stuff where I'm like, dang, I can't make or I, I don't have that thing, but maybe I can like make something similar or possibly improve on it or you know yeah get some sort of inspiration from it yeah, yeah and i'm sure you that. didn't right oh yeah for sure yeah that's what, a lot of the things a lot of the things that i've come across and traveling and doing doing this job and uh kind of the lifestyle behind everything is uh gain a lot of inspiration from that for sure that's badass. How do you uh, run your operation? Do you do you like building? Do you like making stuff that you like and then flip it, or do you take orders? Or, or how, uh, how yeah, I do. Uh, most of my business is uh, commission based, like where people find something that they need that they want made out of leather that they already have, but it's like some kind of junk quality thing, and then they're like, "Hey, can you make me a passport holder, or a wallet, or a belt, or something like that?" And so I'll get a lot of commissions for stuff like that. But then I would say probably about half of it is just me uh, coming up with something and then uh, and then just shelling it off like that. Um, I have a website, but I could hardly ever like, which is both good and bad. I could hardly ever keep up with like finishing updating a, it. Yeah, and, and yeah, finishing a product and then putting it on the website because by the time it's finished, it's already sold. Yeah, because it's you know it's a lot of like doing it all by hand and hand stitching everything. Maybe you should have like. Four items that you yeah, can consistently make exactly. and put them, and then just put a disclaimer: "Hey, it takes three to four weeks." Right, and that's what that's why it's been useful. Just kind of doing like uh, like my money clips. Uh, that's right here. Yeah, so I make uh, make these guys right here, and these only take me a little bit of time. Just a little money clip in there. All of the that's all of the nice. hardware and stuff that I make. Uh, or I love get, leather, man. Yeah. Everything that gets made uh, comes from a company out in Bozeman, um, and I just commission them for stuff, and and they do a great job with doing like all the brass buckles and uh, random thing, random little D rings and pieces that I need and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, is is it better at this point just to order the D rings and the hardware, or Um, depending on like if I'm if I'm cranking out like if I if I get commissioned for like one of these bags, um, I'll just have them. Uh, 
make a bunch of stuff because I'll usually if I'm gonna make one of them, I might as well make two or three or four, and then so I'll just get a couple couple pieces pressed out and then create them create them that way. And then sometimes I'll go through like some uh, improvements, like just this recent one. I switched over to uh, magnets for the for the straps on this because I was tired of like going through buckles and everything like that. Yeah. So I just switched over to it still has the buckles, but now there's little magnets that can kind of just uh, Let, let's so let's show it. the camera. Let's let's go over this yeah, one because sure. because you have amazing features put on this. So let's see if I can do this. Um, and, and you can do it towards the camera because I could always watch it from there. But I want people to see this. Yeah. So right here, um, instead of having just buckles that you have to slip through the sleeves and everything i just put magnets here so you can just kind of lift those off nice makes it super easy super easy and then in here in the logo there's a, a gps tracker so if you ever you know so that that's the apple yeah so i can do an apple air tag on it um but if there's a if they're like hey i don't i don't mess with iphones uh so I just do tile. Wait, wait. There's people that don't have iPhones. They're gonna yeah, I know. Can bags. you believe that? Yeah, what, they, they send me a little green text, and I'm like, ah, I already get yeah. it. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And okay. Then there's a little laptop sleeve inside. Uh, I was gonna ask. There's another pocket in there, and uh, yeah, and I made this about like three years ago, and holds up pretty good. I don't have any, uh, you know. Yeah, it's a uh, you know heirloom quality stuff, and and the stitching. Can you can you explain? Is there was yeah, there a name so for the stitching? This is all hand stitched. Uh, this is a just a very common common thing. If you stitch leather, it's a it's just but, but a saddle I, stitch. Yeah, it, it's a saddle stitch. But I noticed that there's different uh, thicknesses of thread, right? Yeah. So I use a one millimeter uh, waxed tiger thread. Ah, uh, you see, it's not just right yeah, now. yeah, and uh, so tearing it apart like one you, millimeter you just, waxed. Yeah, yeah. So you just can't tear it apart. It'll just last forever, going through whatever kind of uh, damage you could put it through. Um, and then I treat everything so it's waterproof and you know. I've seen I seen those bags. I don't know if you've seen them before, but there's some bags right now that they're advertising where it latches down and you put a lock on it. And when yeah. you put a lock on it, they're like knife protected and blah, blah, blah. First thing I went to YouTube, somebody pulled out a knife and just cut right through it. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously it wasn't like that. It, would I be mistaken if this is almost better than that? Um, I mean, if you want to lock, if you want to lock your stuff up, like, well, I mean, if you made it with the lock where it had like a loop, oh yeah, a little loop, yeah, you it, could. wouldn't this be harder to cut than one of those cloth ones? Yeah, yeah, this this for sure is. I mean, I have to, and I have to sharpen my knives like daily to right to be able to cut through all the stuff finely, and uh, so and then it's one of those things that like if I was a criminal. And I was like, oh, that bag, like, yeah, I can cut through that. I don't care if it's a bag. If I see this, I'm like, I'm not going to fuck up this leather, dude. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I want to steal the whole bag. Yeah. I'm not going to damage the bag to yeah. like, try to. Yeah. So I have, that's why like the, the GPS comes along in perfect too. Cause then like you can still charge the GPS or replace the battery with tiles. Um, but it's like, if you were to remove it, it would totally destroy. Nobody would ever suspect yeah, it. Yeah. It would, it would totally destroy the bag. You would have to. Oh, you sew it directly into yeah, the and then but there's a there's a slit to uh, charge the charge the air tag, and then there's a uh, for if it's can a, you charge the air tag? Yeah, you can charge the air tag. I thought you replaced the batteries. No, you replace the batteries. Yeah, but then or the tiles also replace the batteries too. But there's a little 
thing to remove it. To remove it. Yeah. And and then, but if, if you were trying to cut, like it's only to replace the battery, but if you were trying to take the whole thing out, it would, it would like destroy the quality of the bag. You do it yourself, right? Um, yeah. So when, when, when people will need them replaced, I can just, uh, they can, I'll pay for order the, it. Yeah, they it. order it, get it, and then so, I'll, so I'll you fix sh- them. So you, you no should problem. know this. Maybe you could charge extra for this, or maybe you right. just do it for shits and giggles. Did you see how people open up the air tags and take out the speaker? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so so basically you could just open it up and disconnect the speaker, take out the speaker. Because remember, the well, air dang. tag notifies people. Yeah. And then you can say, like, what the fuck? I don't recognize this. Yeah. And then they can uh, they can alert it where it beeps and people find it like, ha ha. Yeah, ha ha. But when you take off the speaker, that's it. It's done. <sighs> it, it still notifies yeah. them. But, but it's, they cannot but by fucking then, find yeah, it. Yeah, but well, by they then can't it's find gone. It. Yeah. They're like, is it this bag? No. Dang, well, like, I guess I got to engineer some uh, some new ways to. Yeah, you uh, just pay like for 25 bucks. I'll take out the speaker. Yeah. Or uh, we'll, uh, we'll, for uh, another 50 bucks, we'll go out there and. Get it with you, yeah, yeah. For seventy five bucks, up, I'll hit up a couple of my friends. And yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Go to the last known location. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You that for 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 three ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah, for three ninety nine a month, you can get the homeboy protect- bad insurance. Yeah, you got that's the protection on, plan. Yeah, <laughs> on your bag, and if anybody yeah. takes it, we'll fuck them up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was kind of my that was kind of my idea when we put it in. It was like, well, I know that I know that the police typically don't get involved in when they're like, hey, I like. Somebody stole my phone. Here's the address that it, it's at right now. And they're like, oh, well, that's like a civil thing. You got to deal with that on your own. Yeah, especially so. when it's like X amount of money. Yeah, exactly. Under under a certain dollar amount or something like that. But yeah, when you're paying, you know, some some money for like a nice quality bag, like you want to know that it's like protected at least a little bit. So that's why I kind of did the, did the GPS in it. So it's like if you happen to misplace it or your laptop's in there, you know, you can go ahead and. So, so I'm, I'm going to mute this for one second because sure. j- just for shits and giggles, uh, how much does this bag cost? Um, so typically I charge like, like for friends and family, they'll get like $500, um, but usually like 750 up there, depending on, depending on the quality of the leather. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, they can yeah. go to the website and see it, right? What's uh, the website? Yeah, or or uh, they can hit you up on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, blackbirdqualityjunk.com is the website. I'm going to put uh, like a little thing here. If I can yeah, remember to put it. I in. mean, it's a, it's unfortunately, it's a down, it's a, like password protected right now because I'm still it's fucking secret. Uh, yeah, it's super secret, real exclusive. Type damn of right. Stuff. Yeah, damn. But no, I'm just uh, putting photos on there and everything right now and kind of doing the. I I have a hard time uh, surmising all of like the things that go into it and telling the whole life story behind it and all that stuff. So it's hard, man. I I, I hate all these companies that are like. You know, like Squarespace is, it's easy to build a website. Like, I get it. It's easy to, like, right. register and get a website. Yeah, exactly. Get a template. Like, yeah. really, Shoot out like, a template. fucking have a functional website. Like, it's, it's pretty fucking hard, man. Yeah, it's daunting, too, because then it's like, you know, with my thing, it's like, what if it does just, like, explode? And then what am I going to do? I'm just one, I'm just one guy. I have, an, I have an apprentice, a young, one of my friend's kids, she's 20, and then I'm like, but I'm teaching her like from the basics right now, so it's like I'm only one guy who has to create all of this stuff. So what if it does all of a sudden like I get 20 orders for a backpack due by you know next month or whatever? Because me myself, I can only make you know one of these every three days because all the so all the so, so do you make enough of a living off this? Where this is all you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so during the week, I do this, um, and then. 
the weekends, uh, like I'm an event bartender like uh, Eric. And so I go around and. And just, Heather. Is Heather? Yeah, Heather. Yeah, Heather's also a part of it. Um, yeah, both great people. Like Awesome. We, yeah, they were we both love, here. Yeah, we it. love doing it. Um, it's fun and it gives me, gives me free time. And, you know, and me, like at my, at my shop, like I just uh, sit in a rocking chair and drink whiskey and smoke and do leather stuff. So, I mean, I can't really, can't really complain. It's a pretty good. It's pretty you good. You ever game. hear that song, "Eating Pussy and Kicking Ass"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eating pussy and kicking yeah, ass. Eating pussy and kicking ass, man. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's uh it's cool doing that, and then uh, I also help my friends uh, some of the times. Like they have a film production company, um, so I'll go do like random gigs with them, just helping out, like uh, production assistant stuff. Um, but I don't know. I just really like having free time. Um, and well, it's free time, but it's, it, it, you know, I, I was thinking about what you were saying, that you could see yourself in the near future. Well, not in the near future, but 30 years from now, right, just right. being by yourself and just fucking. When you have a craft like this, like, yeah. it's it's awesome. I have a four-year-old right now. Oh, nice. And I, I never fucked around with Legos, and he oh, loves I Mario love Legos. Legos. Yeah. So now, I, I we just got this, uh, we got this Mario Bowser. Dude. It's eighteen plus. I don't know why. Yeah, but it's eighteen plus. You're flipping. Yeah, but why not thirteen? Yeah, why not fifteen? Why eighteen? I don't. I, I didn't understand why it's eighteen. But it's three thousand pieces. Yeah, eighteen plus, and and, and we just you know we all got into it. We're yeah, like, this fucking you're, gangster. You're flipping like, through the blueprints shit. and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. it's it's overwhelming. But we just finished it. You know, like last week, nice, and it was, it was like, dude, this thing's like. Oh, fucking this yeah, big, badass, fucking three thousand pieces, yeah, fucking worries. And then the, you know, as I'm doing it, you're just it's it's so relaxing. And then I'm like, all right, here's Mario. Mario's like three inches. Yeah, Bowser's like two he's, feet he's tall. One piece. Yeah, he breathes fire. He has magicians. He yeah. has a ship. He fuck up this little Italian dude and yeah. his brother. Oh, like, 100%. shoots <laughs> he, fire. He shoots yeah. fire. Yeah. Like that's like what what competition? Yeah, you Anyways, can't, you can't you, rescue the princess from Bowser from a chance. flying ship. <laughs> yeah, from no. a flying ship that shoots cannonballs. Yeah, no chance. And he's got like an Italian dude. Like come on, <laughs> an, Italian, even make an Italian plumber. <laughs> an Italian yeah. plumber. Like yeah. bloop, 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 bloop. you ever see that movie from the nineties? The like the live action Mario. I I, I did. Oh my god. I did. I'm, I'm trying to what remember it. It was a it was a real trip. I'm trying to remember. I remember the TV show. They had a bullshit TV show. Yeah. I remember the cartoon. I was really into the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon was cool. And uh, it was cool. Yeah. And then, um, and then you heard what they're doing. You heard Universal, yeah. right? They got the oh, the Nintendo World. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, who would have thought this many years later that? Well, like, so I was in. I was in Japan. I was in Japan when they just opened uh, the one the, over there, the original one. Yeah, and it looks super fun. I gotta say, like, it would, it would be a, it would be a trip to go and uh, check that place out. But, but I never would have predicted that. I sucked at Mario when I was a kid. It was, it's like a, it's know. a hard game. Yeah, it's a really hard game. You know what? I, I if if somebody asked me, I would say I wouldn't suck. But the fact that you admitted that you yeah. suck and me thinking about it, I'm like, wait, wait a minute, I never passed the whole game. Yeah, like my bro- older brother was really good at it and passed the whole every yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could play it, but I wasn't good at it. And I remember hating the fucking water level. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, where you have to swim underneath. Where you yeah, like hold yeah, it. Hold and, then, it. And, then, and then nobody knew how to hold the controller. Yeah. So like, and and then I remember. I think it took me probably like 
<laughs> four years before I knew you could like hold B to run faster, and I was like, "Whoa, this changed the whole game for me." Yeah, now. but I had an older brother yeah, teach me that. Part. Yeah, my my sister is ten years older, so that was yeah. like I was she just, wasn't into it. Or yeah, was she. It? Uh, we were like Duck Hunter. Duck Hunter was like what we what we always used to play. That's a fucking good one. Yeah, that was classic. Yeah, but but my point is is that when you have a craft like this or or like a hobby like the Legos. I mean, obviously, Legos is Mickey Mouse because that's like right. if you order a leather kit, it's, it's you ready just put to it go. together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All the directions. But when you have something that you like, like you can do this all day. Yeah, yeah. You, totally. all, you can make you can make a fucking shirt. Have you ever made a shirt? Uh, no. Um, check out Bill Wall, man. Do you yeah. know Bill Wall? Bill Wall. Uh, I I've heard it. I've heard it shot around. I know it's a t-shirt biz. No, no, they're 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 silver. Silver biz. Yeah. Oh. So, so Bill, Bill Wall, it's funny because it's called Bill Wall Leather, but uh, he's like the most exclusive uh, rock and roll mm. uh, artist. Like 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 a shirt of his costs 10 grand. Ugh. It's like a leather shirt with, you know, with handmade silver maybe, buttons. Maybe I do know that guy because when I was in the... When I was in the oil fields, I and he's in Japan to, now. I think. Yeah, I used to work with a. I used to work with a guy who would just like blow his paychecks on, in my opinion, like dumb shit, and uh, like he bought like a ten thousand dollar like leather jacket from. Uh, it could Probably have been. Bill Wall. It may it may may or may not have been Bill Wall, but then no, a jacket it, for sure. Because a shirt, like, I, I said ten grand for a shirt. It was like it, a it was like a leather jacket, and then it just had like some. Something shitty graffitied on the back of it, and I was like, "Damn, I gotta, no, I gotta start doing lead work." I don't. I don't it I might don't, not have been the same guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't but think it was something along those lines where it was like a very exclusive. No, if you yeah. go on Bill Wall right now, like for example, I like the, the Dean. I, I bought his keychain um, that he bought from Bill Wall. Bill Wall has like handmade silver keychains. Oh, okay. fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, uh, rings. He does these cool skull rings mm-hmm. with like an emerald and a diamond. Yeah. Fucking, you know, expensive. Yeah. He does like the wallet chains, and then does like leather like yours. Yeah, yeah. And this stuff costs three, four, five grand. Yeah. And and basically, it's like anybody in rock and roll or or right. like in that. You gotta have one of those high pieces. paychecks. Yeah. yeah, you gotta have a Bill Wall fucking yeah. piece. Yeah, I've uh, I've encountered a he few. He was in Malibu. Yeah, I've encountered a few uh, things like that, uh, doing doing stuff like this, and uh, uh, yeah, you know, hit me with another one. But uh, yeah, there was a there's one guy who you know is like my uh, I, I deemed him like my nemesis because um, he uh, creates this stuff that's like very similar to mine, and it always and it always gets featured like right after I finish one of my products, right. and but then he charges you know. Uh, 200% more than like what I charge and then but his stuff gets sold my stuff like kind of sits like the first backpack I ever made I was like oh yeah like 200 bucks and then nobody would nobody would buy it because it they just deem it like some uh, cheap cheap quality junk um, which is ironic but uh, and then I get this guy who's like making like the worst like stitching holes and the stitching is all Messed up. He's not using dragon tiger. Yeah, he's using like crap leather. um, Thread. Crap quality, you know, hardware. And, you know, he's charging 
a thousand dollars for a bag that I'm just like, oh man, that would take me like 45 minutes wasted if I yeah. were to try and do something like that. And uh, so there's there's a lot of stuff like that out there, like buyer beware. Like you might get you might get duped into getting some crap quality but, product but you know, with just a name attached to you it. Know. But that's always the way there, it goes. There, there, there's a saying that I like a lot that says, I can't afford to buy cheap shit. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, I'm so past that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even fuck with Amazon. It's so convenient. Yeah. But there was a point like four or five years ago that I'd order so much shit and like 80% of it. I'm like, oh, this is garbage. Yeah. Like, I would just throw it in the trash. Rock this. Yeah. You need to make Apple Watch straps too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done a couple of those. Yeah, you got to yeah. do that. I've got, I've got commission for those. I've done some watch straps, wallet keychains, belts. Um, I do a lot of knife sheaths. Um, people will get like custom custom knives and then need like a dope sheaths. Uh, a lot of chefs will hit me up um, to do stuff for them. But you got to do something more. I don't want to say, I'm not going to say general. I was going to say generic. Right. No, like you're more general. Yeah. But like if you, like if you, Okay, because like you said, a custom knife is like, fuck, okay, you got a yeah. custom. I need the okay. knife. So yeah. my, my point before this is pricing. Mm-hmm. The number one reason businesses fail is because their pricing's wrong. Yeah. And if you charge too cheap, people think it's cheap. Right. And if you charge too much, people think it's too much. And if you charge like in the middle, then they think it's... Then you it just need to know over. how to charge. Exactly. Yeah. Where, it's, where it's not... Where it's like, all right, all these jack, these backpacks are going for four or 500 bucks. Yours is... 800 bucks yeah no, but why why yeah made in america handmade right uh a photo with the the create the, the maker right you know fucking yeah. a thumbprint of guarantee you yeah. know you, you do that a and, one out of one out of six type yeah. of deal yeah one out of six you and, see? I, and i think you're and, totally right like, and, and that's the well i'm, I'm telling you because that, that's like the two simplest things that i learned i i, I was working on my mba at pepperdine mm-hmm. and the two simplest things that i learned from from Pepperdine was one ask for help. People want to help you. Yeah, ask for help. Reach out. Yeah, and two pricing. We we read a whole book. I can't remember the name of the book, but it was just based on pricing. And because people either charged too little, right, and couldn't afford the overhead and the employees, or they couldn't grow, you know, they couldn't expand, right, they disappeared, uh, or too much. You know, then then they get fucked. And then the crazy part was there was a case study in there that when when you work at really high prices, so for example, let's say like eight hundred bucks is you know a, a realistic general pricing, right? But if you charge two thousand dollars, you're dealing with people that when they see a two thousand dollar bag, they'll yeah, pay the two thousand dollars. Yeah. So you have a you have a, you have you have a, a hundred people saying fuck your you know right. That two grand bag. But then you got five. But then of you them. guys got. It's like, yeah. oh, dude, I'll get one for me and my brother. Bloop, bloop. And then you got a little bit of wiggle room to, you know, improve on certain things and and get really high quality like things made for that product to make sure that it's like gonna be, gonna be perfect. Because that's that was my biggest. Uh, I mean, I think it still is one of my biggest uh, leaps to overcome. Is that like, it's uh, really hard for me because there's no when you make your own product. There's no appraiser that's going to come by and be like, oh, you are your I, appraiser. I think that this product is worth this much money. You have to figure that, like, you have to determine what you want to sell it for, what your time is worth, and what, uh, you know, uh, the accoutrements that it takes to make that product is going to be 
going to be worthwhile for you because otherwise you're just doing a hobby and then then you got nothing really then you got yeah uh what about collabs? Have you thought about doing any yeah, collabs? Yeah, I, I have a couple people that I've uh, collabed with uh, back back out in Colorado. Um, I haven't done anything for the last few years since, like, quarantine. Right. Um, but I would love to uh, collaborate on any any number of products. Um, they're, the guy that I get my knives from, he's uh, based out of London. Um, I, he makes great Great Damascus steel knives, and then I do knife sheaths that just kind of uh, fit those products. This is Bill Wall. This is all handmade of what he makes. If you're going to collab, I mean, these guys are pretty big, but um, but still, I'd reach out to them. Yeah, it's great joints. This is also Bill Wall right here. I got that for my birthday. But this guy with the bullet, this is a good art Hollywood. He does. He did. He did the key brass. This is Bill Wall. This is yeah. Good Art Hollywood, and they did this. Oh, and yeah. and they're this. obviously here in Hollywood, but they they do silver. So if you start applying some of the silver yeah. into your bags, oh, absolutely. And you do like limited edition where you could now charge four or five grand or three grand. You know, I I think stuff like that would work. Yeah, no, I love this. I would love to get in contact with this guy because uh, my guy my guy's based out in Bozeman and. Uh, takes a while to get some stuff sometimes not that i'm saying it's not quality stuff but yeah these are great well, it's it's not only and i would love to have some more personable uh connection with some with some people out here in california um because there's a lot of a lot of ideas that i would love to make as far as like hardware goes um one of my bags i had some custom like silver ouroboros like rings made for the uh for the instead of d-rings um, and they're really cool because they were on brand with my stuff and it looked, looked super dope. So I would love to get in contact with more people who can, uh, you know, hone in their craft and collaborate with. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fucking products. badass. Everything you deal with is, is brass, right? Uh, no, I do. I've, I've done some stuff with silver. Um, I mess around with like gold foiling, like the logo is 24 karat gold foiling. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll mess around with whatever, what, whatever, whatever, whatever kind of material that comes through. I'll uh, figure out something to do with it. So, so, and, and the reason I ask is because you know the podcast is my podcast is like motorcycle. The way I like to say it, it's like motorcycle, lifestyle. cars, lifestyle, yeah. exactly, yeah. and entrepreneurship. Yeah, uh, if, if somebody wants you to create a custom thing, like uh, how, how do you uh, how do you usually charge? Is it is it material plus time yeah it'll be material plus time yeah it would be like my like so my rate of like uh you know and don't say your exact rate because we want people to contact you right right, of course but hold hold on hold on what's your rate um i usually do like 35 an hour for like oh yeah don't say that yeah Yeah, yeah. don't 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 talk about that's a lot of money yeah you know yeah so but typically uh typically we could find a a deal somewhere in there or, or if it's something that i'm that i'm really intrigued about creating like there's there's a lot of ideas that i want to do but nobody's uh commissioned me for them yet so it wouldn't really be worth it because it's like something that i don't particularly need yeah so yeah i'm hoping that there's people out there that will hit me up for some see but that's that's you see that that's the crazy thing i i understand how 
how you would charge that and you'd be like, well, you know, like uh, I could do it pretty easy. And if I got this much, that'd be fucking cool. It'd be worth it. Yeah. You know, it'd be worth it. Like I totally do that. But, but you're really selling yourself short. Oh man. Like you're selling yourself so fucking short because you, we're in a society that when you start getting into, we're we're not talking about general products. Like I I want like a sleeve for your water bottle. Right. Like we're talking value. Mm -hmm. And, and if I hire somebody to make me something custom, I'm first of all, just to be able to tell that story right. is, is fucking badass. Yeah. You know, like I, I have a leather, I have a leather, um, carry on bag that I got in Florence, Italy. And I met the guy that made it and, you know, we were talking yeah, about yeah. it. He was so chill. It was funny. Cause I, I, I have a couple coach bags, leather bags. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I have a, a couple coach leather bags. And, and my wife's like, you know, my wife likes really nice things. And she's like, don't talk about your coach bag. Yeah. Oh, man. Every time I see, like, that's funny that you mentioned that, because every time I see, like, Gucci coach bags, I'm like, and people, like, show them to me, I'm like, this is, this is junk. Like, this is just a. But, but, but actually, but listen to this. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact. I'll, I'll show you both bags. Yeah. I have a leather coach bag, and I mention it. Now, to my wife, she's like, don't, the coach is shit. Like, that's a bad brand. Right. Like, you know, you got to get into the nicer brands, right? And, and I'm like, no, I like my fucking leather bag. I'd prefer my leather coach bag over any canvas. Right. Louis Vuitton or right, fuck right, whatever. Right. And, some, and some they printed. And yeah. this custom guy in Florence, Italy was like, hey, I, I did training and, and I worked with coach. They have really good leather. Yeah. When you get to their leather bags. Right. They're actually the only one that has real leather, nice, yeah, genuine, genuine, genuine leather, conditions, which so. is amazing because nobody else does. You know, you get into the Balenciagas, you get into Louis Vuitton. Right. My, my thing is, my thing with those, with those types of uh, high end, expensive, ex- more expensive, like luxury brands is, is the, the leather is quality, no doubt. But the, the quality of like the stitching and the, like the other materials that is made with. That's the zippers, yeah, the, like, yeah, yeah the, the little trinkets that come. Because what's like the, the top zipper right now? Like, the, what is it? The ZZY, oh, yeah, ZZY, ZZYG, YG, yeah, like yeah. There's a, there's a ton of NLP. There's a ton of uh, like <laughs> other quality like things that are cheaper, but people don't associate with them because they're like considered cheaper. But then when you actually use them, they're like better quality, like more practical, um, and then you know, you see like higher end stuff that's more expensive. That's like just been made in a factory on like on a, not even an industrial sewing machine, but on on just like a machine that just goes like right through everything. And then it's, and then it's done. And then they sell their next. Yeah. Yeah. Next, next, next. And then it's not really like handmade. Yeah. It's not really, no, of course. Like, 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 like the, the coach bag that I'm talking about, it's, it's, it's nice, soft, you know, it's, it's like a little travel bag. But it, it it's not gonna feel like this, right? At all, right? And then, oh, like, I have I have tons of friends like who have their you know their coach wallets or their Gucci belts and all that all that stuff, and you know they're they're falling apart. The seams are, the seams are coming coming apart. That and, happens a lot. Yeah, it's that, true. Ha- that happens a lot. It's true. Not that, with, that's why not with anything I've ever made. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it, on the record, yeah, <laughs> on the record, yeah. Um, you know what? I I I want I one hundred percent need a belt. Like a badass fucking oh, belt. Dude. dude, I just went to fucking, what do you call it? Um, oh, you're going to hate me saying this. 
But like yesterday, I was, I was in Vegas last night. I just mm. came today. Oh, nice. And uh, they have All Saints at the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, Cosmopolitan. Yeah. And I'm looking at their belts. I'm like, mm, this is terrible. Like, yeah. This is fucking ridiculous. So, Dude, it looks like we have the same waist, man. <laughs> I made this uh, probably six years ago. Look at this. A little stretched six out. Six years ago? Yeah. That's awesome. And that was like... When I that was like one of my first belts that I ever made, and this you know, is awesome. They're they're a little better now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and that's the other. Hard you know part what? Too. I I got to I, I got sh- to show you my belt. Yeah, yeah. I've had this belt. This is a funny thing. My buddy got this belt, and then my other buddy borrowed the belt, and never gave it back. And then one time we were going out, I then used it. So this has been between a brotherhood yeah, of three yeah, yeah. friends. Stretched out. Dude, like 14 years. Yeah. No kidding. And then when I gained weight, I had to make a bullshit the, hole. The brotherhood of the traveling the belt. belt. <laughs> yeah. Bro, but it's just been so long of just partying together. Yeah. Look at this belt. This belt's at least 14 years old. And look, this is what I mean that I even... I, there's a point where I like had to make oh, my yeah, own Oh, yeah. You hole. had to make make another notch. Oh, uh, dude, I've had, to, I've had to do that a few times for sure. Yeah, see, this is just a good quality. Four, this is fourteen, but I, I I have no idea where to buy anything like this anymore. Yeah. Oh, I know because and, and now if, you if go I to, go to a store, if you go to any store, oh man, they're they're garbage and they fall apart in like six months. This is this, why yeah. I, I I have I mean I have like fancy belts, but right. that's like when I go out. Right. This is till today. No, at least for like, six years. This is a perfect example of like what you get when you get a, like this. So this is a veg tan leather. Um, I would say it's about like a eight millimeter um, veg tan leather. That's like super solid. It's never gonna break or. If come I asked apart. you to make something like this, brand oh, new, dude, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. So mine, like the one look that how I ridiculous have, that buckle is. You could see the age in it, oh, right? Oh, I know. Yeah, this is patinaed. Yeah, this is like patinaed, <laughs> like uh, sterling silver. Like it's it's antiqued at this point. Is it know? silver? Uh, no, it's probably brass. Oh yeah, this is brass. But I mean, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. You can see the brass. Nice, nice and patinaed. But it, uh, you know, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like something like this holds up. And yeah. you've had this for what, fourteen years? Dude, fourteen years. Yeah. So it's like and, at least six or seven yeah. in my possession, and, and I've look, worn it like. 80% of the yeah, time. Yeah, and then, like, you see how, like, these kinks come in right here? Like, yeah. that's that's just where it's a fitted, it's it's a perfectly fitted belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. And then when I try, like, when I go to All Saints or when I go into the store and they're showing yeah. me their belt, I'm like, the fuck is yeah, this, dude? Wh- yeah, like, what is this trash? You yeah, know? you want me to pay how much? Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. What do I need, what do I need that for? Yeah. See that was that was like my whole that was like my whole thing when we I started. We just met and we're taking off belts and stuff. Yeah. Just one yeah, drink, you really, want, bro. You want to trade? <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, that's that's like how it goes when. Uh, that was like what the whole thing that I set out for was like I don't want people to keep coming back to me and buying more shit from me. I would rather them buy one thing from me and never need that thing again. Like I don't want to. I don't want to hear like that the that it's like oh yeah this product like. It was great for, it was great for a couple of years, but now it all fell apart. It's like, dude, I want you to have that thing for the rest of your life. I want you to give it to your grandkids. I yeah. want your grandkids to give it to their grandkids, and that was that was my whole thing that I kind of set out for. So that was like, it, it, it's crazy because if you really think about it, the thing is, is that we have so many fucking consumers that they're just fucking buying whatever. Right. But if you really, really think about the the, the gist of it, it's. 
even for even for a brand, it's better to create quality things because right. you you never get complaints. Yeah, but, but the we thing is, you have so many fucking that. consumers. We don't do that anymore. Like we just uh, we just want to make more stuff and we want to get newer and better things. But sometimes, like the if you spend, it's like if you make so much stuff, you automatically complain. Wow, think about it. If you make a lot of stuff, it's like. 90% of the people that you're, you're marketing to in the population, they're not even going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true. 5% are going to complain about it. Okay. We'll refund them their money. Sure. And another 5% is going to get stolen from the fucking store. And they got to buy another one. Yeah. And they got to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, like that, that's, wow. That's what a, where, what a that's crazy where we're at. fucking. That's where we're at in the, in the uh, world of consumerism. It's just like. Just buy more, buy more, buy more, buy a newer, buy better, spend more money, get a lesser quality product. Uh, and then the company's vision changes to where it's like, all right, we got to sacrifice the quality of the product in order to meet up Make with the demand. More, yeah. 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 And then the, I don't, yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you think of um, a vegan leather? Uh, <laughs> that's just plastic. That's just plastic. Yeah. yeah that's I, just, I know, that's I just plastic. So if you're trying to, if you're trying to, uh, Knock down on the plastic in the ocean thing. Don't buy vegan leather, right? Like, cause that, that's my whole thing too. Is like I get it. Like, Re- repeat that again. Uh, if you're if you're buying vegan leather, you're contributing to more plastic in the ocean because it's just plastic. And the factories that burn the it, factories that burn it, they create pollution yeah, from the smoke the, of it. The quality, the quality of the ozone, it, the quality of it isn't the same. The cow. Like, I, I love and appreciate animals no matter what, and I, I genuinely think that you should use, if you're a hunter or, you know, you eat meat or whether you're a vegan or not, that cow is going to get 100% used. You're going to use every single piece of that animal. Like, I have so many cool fucking pieces of, like, cow bones that I've used for, you know, all sorts of random things. You know, you eat all the meat, you use all the bones, and then you use its skin to create like lasting products that are going to be worth generations. That's fucking crazy. Cause it, it's almost like, I, I mean, just to be clear, the skin's probably the biggest part of the cow. Yeah. But it, it it's like, nobody's raising cows for its leather. People are raising cows for the yeah, meat, the, for the, bones, meat, the bones, the fucking everything but else. But every piece of that animal is going to get used for for an animal that, that that if you leave in the wild is gonna get yeah, die uh, yeah, a exactly. fucking bloody like cows, death. cows wouldn't exist unless we uh, needed them right we we need them for like everything and then to to switch over to like some vegan culture where we're like oh we're just gonna eat uh, grass like the, all the cows will die if we if we start if we just start eating grass and salads all the time and planting garbanzo beans and avocados. All of these animals will die because it takes so much more uh, field that they graze than we consume. Yeah, I, I think I think the main problem with 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 people like us is what they feed the cows. Right. You know. Yeah. Where like you know if they're eating if they're grass fed you know versus what corn corn fucks them yeah, up yeah or yeah there's a lot of like factory farming or hormones yeah there's like factory farming that I don't like our problem is the fucking hormones yeah and, the, and GMOs, the, like the GMOs like all the GMOs that they're that we're loading up our corn with or like the uh, I mean in China they're like putting plastic into the 
into like the pig slop that they're just like eating plastics and then we're which you saw that right yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you saw it's in our blood now yeah we're, yeah now we're yeah our, our blood microplastics like all the fish yeah all the fish are just fed all these microplastics but the answer isn't vegan leather it's like right we need to we need to get back vegan to vegan leather it's so fucking hilarious yeah good marketing dude great vegan marketing. vegan leather vegans don't worry we- about it vegans are wearing that yeah, shit like don't yeah don't read into it yeah, yeah. vegan leather yeah. Oh, it's wild. If if there was a part of the cow that wasn't being used, what would it be? Mm, it gets all used. I mean, though. yeah, we eat the intestines, we eat the liver, we eat the uh, tongue, the, the heart, tongue, heart, eyes. Like, and what? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, why not? I'd eat some cow eyes. Yeah. I mean, maybe not There's here a on lot this of podcast. People, yeah. Yeah. There. I mean, but if you're, I think they they, they do. You're right. I th- I'm sure they had like cow eyes on fucking. Oh yeah, uh, for Pure sure. Factor or yeah, something. There, yeah. There's some. Uh, I mean, yeah, we eat the we eat the dicks, all everything. The dicks, yeah. the balls, everything, man. Yeah, you go to you go we to use some, the uh, shit for the fertilizer. You go to downtown LA, and, like you hit a you hit a market, Bedeon, like a deli market. Like, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, a hot dog. Like what? What isn't a hot dog? It's like all the parts that we don't want to know that we're eating, but we're gonna eat it because it's delicious. Wow! And it provides sustenance. Cows and are amazing. Cows truly are amazing. Cows are amazing. Poor cows. <laughs> yeah. Poor cow. Okay. And but, they get tipped. Yeah. Yes. Fuck those guys that tip the cows. Yeah, that's messed up. Okay. I would never, I would, I would feel so bad if I was just like, hey, Chilling, we're going hey, to eat you. And then you just get tipped over. Tipped over and you can't get up. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. But we'll tell you, Ireland, happiest cows I've ever seen in my life. Really? They're You've like, done a lot of traveling. Yeah. Um. So when I worked in the oil fields, I was like, uh, I gotta get out of here. I can't do this forever. And then so, but it I, paid great money, right? Yeah. So it was great money. And then, but I saw this like I saw this path where it was like I could either be a lifer in the oil fields and like buy like a super expensive truck and keep hammering pipe and you know doing the thing, or I can like save my money and just fuck off for a while. And so I just like. Had one one real bad experience with one of my bosses where I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm out. And then I just uh, packed my bags and then I bought a one-way ticket to London. And then I ended up uh, traveling traveling the UK and uh, France. And then I ended up living in Prague for a while. And then... Prague's beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, super. So I opened a bar out there in Prague. Um, you opened a bar. Tell me more. So... Um, it was me and my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we were in we were I mean, in Paris. One of your hoes? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we were in a we were in Paris, and we had like, you know, I had like X amount of dollars to like travel, and then you know, three months on like a visa to travel through the EU and everything like that. And I had spent like way too much money in London because it was super expensive. And then we got to we got to France and. I wasn't particularly fond of the place because it just like smelled weird and everybody kind of was like, oh yeah, Americans, you suck. But uh, there was a few, there was like this uh, brother. Uh, yeah, I'll take a little more ice. Thank you, sir. There was like a, a brother and his sister and her fiance that like took us out in Paris and they were really fun. Anyways, so after that, um, we were like, all right, we're done with Paris. Like, let's get out of here. Where, where can we go? And uh, we found, like, $40 flights from Paris to, to Prague. Prague. 
and we looked up and like we looked up the currency exchange and we were like, fuck yeah, this is the, this all is day. the spot all day. And uh, so we got out there and a beer was like 10 cents. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to. And then we walked around. <laughs> a beer. Yeah. We walked around downtown, like Wenceslas Square, like the city, the city center with the astronomical clock and all the cool, all the cool like architecture and it was super goth and rainy and depressing. And I was like, yeah, this is like, this is like the best place. And, uh, so we started just like going to, from bar to bar to bar, like asking for jobs. And then I meet some, uh, I, we're out in front of the astronomical clock, uh, this hotel or this, uh, bar called black angels bar. And we're asking for jobs and he's like, Oh no, we only hire Czech speakers. But one of my friends, he just won like the world's best bartender and they're giving him a bar like down the street. And, uh, and he like, doesn't want it. And, well, yeah, they're like giving him a bar and he wants like, he wants it to be like an English speaking bar. And he was like, I'll, I'll give you his Facebook and you should, you should hit him up. Facebook bro. Old people yeah. use Facebook. Oh, dude, yeah, dude. this is, yeah, this is years ago. And, uh, so <laughs> I, so I messaged this guy and he's a, he's from Transylvania and, Fuck, and vampire. I, I was like, Oh cool. Like I get an interview with Dracula. Like this will be, this will be super sweet. And, Sure enough, I go, like, me and her, we go and interview with this guy, and he's a fucking from Transylvania, and he won the world's best bartender, and he's like, yeah, I'm opening this bar, and it's called, and it's going to be called The Alchemist. Um, nice, name. Like, are you down to work there? And I was like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, sounds cool. And he's like, wait, like, what are your uh, tattoos? And I was like, oh, uh it's all alchemy stuff. It's like directions on how to make a philosopher's stone. And he was like, sweet. Uh, where are you from? And I was like, California. <laughs> he was like, what part? And I was like, Palmdale. And he was like, where's that? And I was like, it's like, uh, 65 miles outside of Los Angeles. And he's like, you're hired. And then he like trained me how to do all this stupid flair, like dumb stuff and make super cool craft mixology cocktails. And, he was like the world's best bartender. So it was like a, a great chance to learn and be a part of this, like, you know, alchemy bar that was opening up. And, uh, that's like Prague is like the birthplace of alchemy. Um, we, we, we I, I want to step back. Yeah. yeah sorry. Got I want to step back. Uh, no, that was a fucking amazing story. That's badass. Yeah. But you're, you're in the oil rigs, you're in the oil field. You're where, where, where were you born? Uh, so I grew up in Palmdale, California. Holy fuck. You see, that's my question. Yeah. How, how do you go from 60 miles from LA yeah, to yeah. fucking middle America? Um, so I grew up in Palmdale, California. I, you know, just and like Palmdale back in the days was crazy. Oh uh, yeah. It it's was wild. crazy. Yeah. Now. Oh like, dude, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's still it's like, crazy. it's like a mini Bakersfield and Bakersfield's fucking oh, no dude. joke. No Bakersfield. <laughs> Bakersfield is like all, everybody that's in Bakersfield was from Palmdale. Um, ah, yeah. ah, fun fact. Yeah. But, uh, everybody yeah. that was from Bakersfield, like, everybody so from Bakersfield Palmdale, was from Palmdale. So Palmdale originally only exists because all of the, like ghettos of downtown Los Angeles, like Compton, Inglewood, all the stuff were promised. We're like, so ghetto that they, they had so, to go to Palmdale. They were so ghetto that the city of Los Angeles was like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta buy up all of this land and get these, get these like ghetto people out of here so that we can like sell this land for more money. So they were offering 
uh, all of these families in all these like local towns to move to Palmdale. This is so crazy. And, and we'll and we'll pay your rent and we'll pay we'll pay for your house and we'll pay you to like get out of here so we can gentrify all of Los Angeles. This is like back in the back in the nineties. So that was like I mean even even Snoop Dogg said it where it was like that's where like Palmdale is where gangsters go to retire. Like Ooh. and uh, so you moved to Palmdale. It's like that's soup. where gangsters go to retire. Yeah, like stop banging, stop banging. Get this money like, from the government. Your, yeah, sell your house. Like so, they were they were buying their houses for like fifty grand, but they were like, oh, we'll pay for we'll pay for you to live here in Palmdale. That's where Section Eight housing like was created. Like in Palmdale, in Palmdale is where like Section Eight housing like came about. And uh, so they, you know, it was, yeah, it was like ghetto, but there was a lot of people that took advantage of the whole thing and like made like more prosperous. It, it always themselves. makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It always, it's, it's like free money. If, somebody, if somebody's going to buy my, housing. Yeah. And it's like, they were living in like the most like crime ridden towns at the time. Right. And like, I just shot like five and, dudes yeah, and, and imagine, they're coming after yeah, me. Imagine the government comes and it's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to relocate you. Yeah. We're also going to give you some money and pay for shit. And then we're going to pay for you to live there for yeah. free. Yeah. yeah. Like so, of course, yeah. yeah then I'll be like okay, next week, cool. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah you know, Afro man. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so Afro man. That was like his story of how he came up out there. Was it? I, I did. I did yeah, I, yeah, I know Afro man. I I don't know him, but right. I know of oh, him. Oh, dude, everywhere I've been in the world, everybody knows that song. Either Palmdale or because I got high. Everywhere I've been in the world, and because uh, that's. Cause that's like one of the first questions. Like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, do oh. I know the Palmdale one? Palmdale, come back to me. I need you and I love you, baby. <laughs> yeah. No, Classic. keep going, keep going. Yeah, I'm, no, gonna, I'm gonna see if timeless. I can fucking play this shit. Watch. Okay, I don't know if they'll take me off. I'm, no. I'm near. I'm nowhere near. No, send it. I'm nowhere near them. Fucking me playing something. Be like, hey, you can't do that, Afro man. Afro man, and it's called Palmdale. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Let's see. Oh, yep. That's is it. This is it. That's it. What year is this? Oh man, eighteen million listens on yeah. fucking Spotify. This is a banger. That's yeah. It. Oh, this just got bass. Yeah. Yeah. Just like bums, we used to stay in the slums of LA. By the way, gangbangers killing each other for reps. Selling rock cocaine on my doorstep. Had a ball to bounce, plus a bike to ride. But my mama never would let me play outside. But when I got in rolling elementary school, started banging like a fucking fool. So cool, throwing up gang signs to the gangster beat. Shot an enemy from across the street. Mama came home, said she got a good job. And it did too. Not in those squad, but naturally. We improving. Two months later, the sun we moving. No more ducking from shotgun shell. Bought a two story house in East Palmdale. Give it to me now. Palmdale. Come back to me. I need you and I love you. Come back to me. Yeah, that had to be early. Check it out, check it out, check it out. I think I was in middle school, like late in middle school when Cause I Got High came out. But Man, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I. Maybe I. I'm totally sorry, Afro Man. But no, because because this I'm song totally sounds messing up your discography. Because it could be. It could be more recent. Two thousand. Two thousand. All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking. Dude, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking nineties. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought it was two thousand. Yeah. 
Yeah. How old are you? Uh, I'm 30. You're 30. Yeah. Okay. So in 2000, you were 20. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was 10. Yeah, I was 10. Fuck? I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I graduated high school in 2000. Yeah. Like, See, fuck. well, I'm just like Afro Man. I got an F plus in basic math. In basic math. I, well, I did the calculation. That was, that was one of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking crazy. I never heard that palm dough, but that palm dough sounds old school. That's that. That's yeah. like yeah. 80s that's a uh, yeah. That's like yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my uh, that's where I grew up, and then uh, from there I left when I was like I don't know. I always I always hated that place. Um, and I was like, because it's all, I mean, it's a big uh, aerospace industry um, and I'm an idiot. So I was never going to, I was never going to kind of like go into the field of engineers, even though, you know, that's what my mom does out there. But I was like, eh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just want to like go yeah, and travel. Because it's a lot of people that um, they they either stay in the ghettoness or they join the military. Right? Yeah, Wasn't yeah, that yeah. Thing? Yeah, that was that was a big that was a big part of it too. It was like you you're stuck working here or you're stuck like just living on the lower end out here or you like try and find a try and find an escape. So it's fortunate to have some friends that like got a that like rented a house in Orange County um, in Costa Mesa. Um, and then, so I moved, I moved over into there when I was 18 and, uh, like right after I graduated high school and I like never went to high school. I was always like ditching school to go snowboarding and like, I barely graduated. Yeah. And, uh, so moved in, moved in with these guys and they were super cool and they were like very like career oriented, focused on like trying to, you know, make things happen. And oh, so that kind of, oh, sorry. I totally heard that. No, 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 you're good. Um, so they kind of inspired me to like go and do, go and do other things. So I went and, uh, I ended up being a skiing and snowboarding instructor up at Mammoth Lakes. And, uh, so I went and taught skiing and snowboarding for a couple of years up in Mammoth. And then I was with a girl at the time and then we broke up, but in the midst of the breakup, she wanted to move to Ventura and she had like some friends out there. So I got a, I got a place in Ventura and then we broke up and then I ended up working at this bar and that's where I kind of like honed some of my bartending skills. Okay. So I'm going to back up the backup of the backup. Yeah. This Obviously is, you, had, you had a lot running of, through the whole thing. You, you had a lot of bitches and hoes through your whole fucking no, career. No, 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 no I'm no. kidding. But, uh, <laughs> let's go back to the alchemist. You're, okay. you're running that bar. You own that bar. No, no, no. no. Okay. I didn't, I didn't own it. Um, I just, uh, me, me and my girlfriend at the time, we helped uh, create the... I mean, one of your bit... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm me. getting choked. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Me and, this, me and this girl and uh, this guy, we uh, helped develop the menu and create some drinks. And then, but really, he was the, like the creative driving force and the money, like fronting this whole thing. We were just the, we were just like the pretty, the pretty LA people. Yeah. That we're like, yeah, we're from fucking America. California, yeah. Tips. And then we're making all the drinks. And, uh, but we. What happened there? What happened there? So, uh, so you ran that, you had fun. You yeah, had, it was super fun. You had sex and we were, with like, yeah, many people. the bars are open. The bars are open 24 7. So we were. How's just, the drug style there? Uh, we did some drugs. Okay, but, but is it legal? Is it illegal? Uh, is it highly legal? It's or like, it's, uh, it's like frowned upon. 
But right, right, right. You just don't get right. Get, but if you're in the certain crowds, crowds, yeah, if you're in the certain crowds, but you get, there's good stuff out there. Yeah, there's good stuff out there. Um, it's like Amsterdam, right? It, that's it's what like that the, meant. It's that's, like that's the new Amsterdam. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, when we were when we were out there, it was like, yeah, do whatever you want. This like party town, party town city. Like all of the all of the Brits were coming over because that's like the new place from Amsterdam to go for your like stag party before you get married. That was like the new bachelor party spot. So. Like all of the bars were open twenty four seven, and we would be at these like weird ass places, like walking out like nine a.m. from like a from like a bar. Dude, they had this place called the Harley Bar, which was an American themed like bar, which was hilarious because all they did was play like nineties like butt rock, like nineties and early two thousands like butt rock music, like Nickelback and like. Right, you know, everlast, everlast, yeah. and like all shit like that, and Wonderwall, yeah, fucking, and uh, yeah. all of the all of the tap, all of the tap heads were uh, <laughs> were uh, like panheads, like motorcycle panheads, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and they would be like pouring taps, and then they would get up on the bar, and they'd be kicking over people's drinks, and like if you pay, <laughs> if you tried to, if you tried to pay with your credit card, they would grab your credit card and like fling it across the room, like, like go find you. it, bitch, yeah, cash. give me cash, yeah, and they, you'd be like, hey, can I get six shots of tequila, and they would line up six shots of tequila, and they would take three of them, and then like knock over the other three, and like still charge you for them, because that's what they thought like an American like a Harley style yeah, bar Yeah, eating pussy, be. kicking yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and if there's no pussy, suck dick Dude, and kick yeah, some ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, give me your money, fuck you. Yeah, type of place. Yeah, it was it was super funny. But, and then there were like really, there were really like all stars of like TG, TGI Fridays like style bartending where they're like doing all this bar flair. Stunts and like, shit. Yeah, like flipping bottles and doing all this <laughs> shit. But they were so drunk that they would be, like, doing, like, this amazing stuff, and then they would just, like, drop a bottle and it would just crush on the ground, and they just, like, didn't give a shit, like, because they were, they were making well, money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were making they were money, making money. The, and they were getting the balls, like, Yeah, and, bucks, like, people, people, like, people from all over the world came to this place just to see what an American-style bar was. But it had nothing, <laughs> to, had do nothing to do with America. There's no bar in no, America. Yeah, there's no does. bar in America that does this. In the meantime, we're measuring our fucking drinks <laughs> yeah. and fucking pouring it exactly. They're like, oh, no, uh, we only do one-and-a-half-ounce pours here. Sorry, right, sir. right. There you go. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. I, I keep hitting your wire. Oh, no, you're fine. But yeah, and they're, they're like, uh, yeah, they're, you know, every time... They're like, oh, can I get a straw? And they're biting straws in half and like putting them in your drink. And I'm like, I've never, like, as an American, this place is offensive, which is, <laughs> which is really, which is really something. Like, but did you mean that or you were like totally fucking drunk? Oh, I fucking loved it. It was so funny, okay. like going in there and watching, like watching how the rest of the world perceives America. It's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible experience. If you're ever in, if you're ever in Prague, check out Harley Bar. It's a uh, divine what an experience! What what what's that movie? Did you see that movie where the guy takes his kids uh, and lives in the middle of nowhere? Captain something. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Captain. Him and his him and his kids live in the middle of nowhere, and his wife dies, and they gotta go. Exactly. They gotta wife go flush dies. her ashes down the toilet. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Fucking sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was it called? It was called Captain. Captain. Something. Captain something. Captain Crunch or some shit. Yeah, but yeah, because he wore like a Captain Crunch type of suit. Kind, it was yeah, like a purple it, velvet. It, it, it was 70s something. Suit. I, I have to look this up. I don't want to, you know. Uh, movie. I wish I had a Jamie. Captain. I know. Cue it up. Captain. Damn. Captain America. Captain Marvel. Captain. 
Uh, dad and kids. Dad and kids movie. Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic. 2016. Great movie. Great movie. I recommend um, it. But, but you know, that, that kind of had that same thing where it's like they were showing the how people look at Americans. And right. it was Americans on how... They see Americans yeah. and fat, slob, sugar-eating, right. addictive, bullshit, fucking uh, yeah. bad habit. But that was stuff. like that was like how I perceived France too, where I was like, I was like, oh great, we're gonna go to Paris and everybody's gonna see like because this is right after uh, Trump got elected, and I was like, great, we're Americans like going to fucking Paris and all these all these French assholes are gonna be like, yeah, these guys suck. And, uh, is that what happened? No, not at all. Like most, like most of them were just very like, yeah, like I'm from Paris. I don't care about, but it's like the same kind of Los Angeles vibe that you get if you're a tourist. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care about you. I I'm from here and I live here. But then, uh, yeah. Then there was like super nice people in, in Paris that were like, Oh, like you're American. Like, what do you think of the city? Like, come with us like we'll show you like these cool we'll show you like these cool places and they were super nice like super endearing uh great people but i mean that's what i've that's what i've experienced all around the world is like you know wherever you go people are pretty good my my experience in france was was this i had a weird experience in france yeah um i i was in paris and I rented a motorcycle i was like i gotta ride a motorcycle because i I try to ride a motorcycle every 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 country i'm at and I rented a motorcycle, and I told my wife, I was like, okay, we got the bike. Jump on. She's like, where are we going? I go, I don't know, but I see, like, a downtown over there. Let's go to that downtown. Okay. So I start riding towards the downtown, and as I'm riding to the downtown, I get on, like, the highway or whatever the fuck it is. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm getting closer and closer. This is great. This is great. You know, I, I can do this. This is badass. This is what I do. All of a sudden, it just goes underneath the road. Yeah. The tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a fucking tunnel for like, yeah. it felt like for an hour oh, or yeah. two. I was in a tunnel, I don't know, maybe eight to ten minutes. And that's such a long time, not yeah. knowing it's eight to ten minutes. Where you're going to come out. And I'm wearing, where I'm going to come out. Yeah. I can't talk to my wife. I'm wearing a fucking helmet. She's wearing a helmet. We got cars next to us. And it's I don't like, want the fuck. Are you okay? And we're just doing on tap. Yeah, like, like, should I stop? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like, this sucks. Yeah. Just this, this sucks. But you don't have the words. Right. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't yeah, like it. I don't, exactly. Yeah. I don't like it. And then we get out of the tunnel, and then we're like, good. And then we go into another tunnel. I'm like, like this is back. not good. <laughs> this yeah. is not good. So, but there's no going back because you're yeah, in a fucking exactly. tunnel, dude. We're in we're in tunnel after tunnel after tunnel for like 15 minutes. I finally find the place to fucking exit. When I exit, I don't know where I was at. Um, I I I say I I say I was on the east side of Paris because the east sides. Oh of yeah, because every country and city suck. Yeah. Okay. And I was in a very sucky area. Yeah, you're on the other side of the tracks. I'm on the other side of the tracks, yeah. and it's usually the east side, right? Um, and it was it was all um, Muslim refugees. Yeah. And oh yeah, that is the that is the east side. Is it east side? Yeah. I, I, I'm just yeah. I'm just saying every east side I've been to has been ghetto. 
Yeah. You know, Cesar Chavez, Martha Luther King. Palmdale. Palmdale. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, Martha Luther King and Cesar Chavez are badass, but you go into their towns. Right. It's something you yeah. said, and it sucks. I get off the exits. There's so many homeless Muslims just coming up to us for money. Today, I'm saying, they were just like, hey, do you have any money? Yeah. But when I stopped on a motorcycle after, like, fucking 10 days of tunnels. Yeah. I It looked like zombies. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, shaking their, like, shaking their drinks at I'm you. I'm like, fuck, and my wife's like, Ugh. and I'm like, Ugh. and and now I'm riding through this east side fucking town. Yeah, for try another not to get, try not to five get minutes, fucking, not crash, not yeah. die, not kill, not, not hit, you know, not hit somebody wandering through the streets. Yeah, finally see a gas station somewhere. A fucking just. Was able to enough. Hey, look! I put the GPS. We were going to the Louvre. Let's go to the oh, Louvre. Oh yeah, yeah. Hold my phone, and 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 she's holding my phone. And now I'm riding. Yeah, like, turning on service. Yeah, and yeah. then you're like <laughs> riding a motorcycle through and, it. And yeah. that day, it, it was so fucking weird. Yeah, it was. Oh, it, it's wild. It was, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was a that was a crazy part about Prague too, because uh, you know, I grew up in a like I grew up seeing homeless and uh, oh. I gotta actually. Could we pause here to take a take a little yeah, yeah, blue break? Recording in three.